Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about all the things that are going to make your homestead a little bit secure. Um, basically, the kind of full phase of home security, but also what do you really need to get through the apocalypse with your homestead? I mean, what are the essentials that it really comes down to? But first, shall we catch up? What's going on this week, Kevin? What have you got? Uh, I uh, took a CPR class uh, this week. And, um, you know, whatever. It is what it is. All the dummies and and all that sort of stuff. They had a fat person dummy and a regular person dummy and a a child and a baby and all all that stuff. Uh, why does it always seem, though, that the people that teach CPR are the ones that are about to die of a heart attack? They always seem like they're an extra 200 pounds overweight and uh, and they're ready to go. I have a theory. Right. Now, what if it is that they know they're on the verge? So they're like, if I can just get it so that everybody out there knows how to save my ass, I can keep going down this. Just keep on with the donuts. Yep. <laughs> I, that, that's how it seems to me. Now, that makes sense. with yours, did they have the dummies where their forehead lights up when you're doing it right? Oh, oh yeah. It was it was real fancy that? shit. Nice. Yeah. All right. They light up, and it's supposed to show where the, the blood's circulating. But I, I don't really see how – I don't know. I don't see how that makes a whole lot of sense. You're getting it to the brain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know when I, – I did one actually just like a month ago, and – uh the guy's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you broke all their ribs, but keep going. Go with it. Yeah, that's one of the things they don't talk about with uh, in, in a lot of those classes. It is, generally speaking, if you're giving someone CPR, you're going to break some of the ribs. Well, that and the other thing they don't talk about in those classes is that people have a 30% survival rate if you do CPR. Yeah, doesn't usually 30%. work. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much, you know, like if you fuck up and it fails, eh, yeah, you probably weren't going to make it anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's if you know what you're doing. Right. Exactly. Now, the odds, the odds do get better when you bring in the AED. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you bring that up a little bit, but yeah, no, it, it's rough. So I am happy to report that they got my truck back. The new engine's in there. Nice. Um, they did say, well, after we pulled out the engine, we fucked up all your transmission lines and they all, well, they call me and they say, um, well, you need to know that your truck is leaking transmission fluid like a sieve. And I'm like, I feel like I would have noticed that when I brought it into you, if that was right. happening. And they're like, yeah, because it wasn't when you brought it in, but it is now. So you got to get that fixed. And oh, I'm like, shit. so I can't even drive it home? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, but if you give us a bunch of money, we'll do the labor for free. You just got to buy a shitload of parts that we broke. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, just, just, just give me my truck back. What the fuck? Anyway, yeah. I got it all back together. It's all working properly. I, I've gone 30 miles and don't have a check engine light. We'll see. Uh, well, that's something. That's something. That's something. Um, I got the old, uh, broke down Ford. I I had some carburetor work done that that's on the up. Things are there now, except now 
when the truck actually has like fuel and and goes faster, you notice the exhaust leak a little bit more. You're, yeah. like, you're like, ooh, now now it's kind of loud. Like when mm-hmm. it was barely running, it wasn't even a problem, you know. Yeah. When you're at like 400 RPMs or something, it, it's not a big deal. But running it a little rich, huh? A little rich. Well, now now I am. But anyway, so uh, moving right along. So tell me about the homestead. Now, I, I guess there's there's a lot of things to take into account when you're thinking about somewhere to ride out the apocalypse. Right. Um, the first one is kind of location. Uh, there's a couple things that, you know, come into mind with that. And obviously, we don't all have a choice in where we are. Sometimes, you know, job or family or whatever requirements, we are where we are. And we have to kind of make the best of it. Mm-hmm. But if you're picking out a location, what uh, what seem to be your priorities, Kevin? Like, where would what would you look for? Well, I mean, uh, two two places that I would I would stay away from are you know rich rich neighborhoods with nice houses. You know what I mean? You don't want to be a, a target right off the bat. Um. The other thing is you don't want to be you don't don't want to be right on the road but still be isolated from your neighbors. In other words, you know, if you're going to be in a neighborhood, you know, you your neighbors can can kind of watch out for you when you're not when you're not home or when you know, you're not out in the yard paying attention. Um but ideally you would be not on any sort of main road and you know kind of your house is not visible from, you know, from any of those roads. In other words, nobody's going to see your house or know it's there unless they've been there before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a perfect world, but obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, your neighbors can't see somebody carting shit out of your back door. If, uh, if you're kind of off the road, out of the way a little bit. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, that's, that is one of those things, like you talk about a perfect world, you know, perfect world is 10 foot high concrete walls with razor wire on top of it and, you know, trained guard dogs and, you know, but that's, that's just not the case for most people. And, well, and most and people, even that, mm-hmm. even that, when you do the fancy protection and security and floodlights and whatever, then it's like, Hey, that guy has something to hide that has, mm-hmm. has something to protect, right? You know, something of value inside there. So again, you kind of want that that happy in between of you know gray man attitude for your house, if right. that makes sense. Right, and you know you don't want to be you don't want to be. There's certain things that that people that are you know thieves look for. Um, you know, one of those is is a home security system that is connected to the uh, telephone lines because that's just an easy snip. You know, they have a lot of cellular. Uh, run home security systems and those are you know they're not indefeatable but it's not you know it's not something an average street criminal is able to you know to overcome and they're just going to move on to an, a, the next target you know you don't want to be an easy target is one of the one of the main things you want to go for um, but if when it comes to, to um, apocalypse survival you know those security systems aren't going to do anything because the cops aren't going to show up either way right um, I do know in my neighborhood, we had, a, uh, I guess a, a group of kids, 18 year olds, somewhere in that neighborhood, they stole a car. 
I want to say it was a police car, but I can't be sure. Um, okay. Either way, it was it was a fast charger, and they came racing up my road, went right by my house, got about two miles past my house, and flipped it over. Oof. Then they uh, they all somehow got out. Now I was told there were lots of guns in the car, and they left guns in the car. That's kind of what made me think it was maybe a police car. Because uh-huh. they knock, because like if I I leave with guns, how are my leaving guns behind? Like mm-hmm. it, it just none of it adds up, right? Um, and they were real vague about where the car came from. They were like, "Oh, yeah, they went into a gas station and came out and stole a car that was running and parked yeah. out front." I'm like, that sounds like a police car to me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but whatever. So that said, they uh, they go, and the reason I'm telling you guys this story is, is they're kind of going through backyards, and there's a manhunt. They actually all got away. Um, it, oh, nice. It's the end of the story. But yeah, there was a manhunt for like two days, like 30 cop cars, dogs, flashlights, the whole thing in the uh, woods. And uh, these people, they were so dumb. They kept one... Trail cams were catching them all over the place. That's why I I find it hard to believe that the police were unable to, because I I live in one of those neighborhoods where everybody in my neighborhood has a trail cam. Right. And then every door they knocked on, they were met with a gun, Um, (laughs) including people who were willing to shoot at them. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. I live in the right neighborhood, you know, where you're like, oh, if I knock on that door, that might end badly for me. Right. Um, right. You know, they, in order to get away, it was lots of nights of sleeping in the swamp and, uh, you know, crawling through the grass on your belly. And, but it, it did make me happy that, because at first they were like, oh, anybody who has cameras, you know, we'd love to have the footage and, and anything you catch, the the police. And I'm like, Nobody here has surveillance cameras. And then I was like, oh, trail cams. Yeah. And then I was like, everybody here has trail cams. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that, that makes more sense. And then when I was talking to the cops, they're like, yeah, we got them like 50 times on camera. But apparently that didn't do any good with apprehension. That's not enough though, huh? Right. I don't know. Who knows? And I'm sure my uh, neighbor buddies are listening to this going, well, that's not the full story. You know, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my my neighbor cop buddies. But anyway, so that's something else to think about is like trail cams and who's around you. But your neighborhood like that. So, yeah. So that brings right us along, up to our first yeah. uh, our first first point is is perimeter defense. You know what I mean? Keeping people out of out of your yard to begin with. Um, there's a few things behind, you know, about that that you want to keep in mind. You don't want to have uh, hiding spots. You know, when you're coming home, you don't want a bush where somebody can just be hiding, waiting for you to come home and jump out at you. You know what I mean? You want to have a clear view when you, you know, when you pull up in your car, you want to have a clear view of your front yard. And that also goes goes back to, you know, um when you're in your home, you want to be able to look out and not have a bunch of blind spots. Now, most yeah. of those blind spots that you're going to have in your yard are going to be, uh, you know, like under your windows or, you know, at the corners of the house. Um, 
you know, there's not a lot you can do about about that, but you want to minimize those as much as you can. You know, like uh, thorn bushes under your windows and things like that. Uh, a lot of people have um, privacy fences, you know, and those are good. But, you know, that they're not – it's not difficult to hop over a privacy fence. It's not difficult to get around yeah. it, under it, whatever you want to do. Um, but, you know, it is it is a good deterrent in the sense that when people see the 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 security or the uh, uh, defense, it's going to be a little bit of a deterrent. You know, they don't know what's on the other side of the – the fence they don't necessarily want to jump in there and be surprised by by a big dog or you know like somebody somebody standing right there with a with a pitchfork uh you know doing some landscaping and now you got to deal with this asshole immediately yeah you know uh another thing to keep in mind is um is that you're aware of who your neighbors are and who's normally coming and going from their houses you know, you want to be able to spot people that don't fit into your neighborhood. Um, right. I I pretty much know everybody that would be driving down my street. Um, also, you want to have a street that that like a main street that somebody can can jump in their car and be gone in two minutes. That's no good. You know, ideally, mm-hmm. you would want to be at like a cul-de-sac towards a dead end or, uh, you know, someplace that takes a lot of back roads to get to. So you can't, you know. You can't just take off and be gone immediately. Um, All right. Now, I I have a little uh, segue here. So as far as your neighbors looking out for you and watching the cars. mm -hmm. So my neighbor across the street, he's a little funny. Um, He, uh, the other morning I get a, a text message that says, urgent, call me as soon as you wake up. So I'm like, all right, this guy never, you know, messages me. Who knows? So we give him a call and I'm like, hey, what's going on? Well, I I saw a car pull in your driveway last night at two in the morning and and I don't know. And uh, and I actually have cameras. So uh, I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And I was like, well, what did they do? Did they stay in the driveway or did they just kind of turn around? And this is the answer I got. Well, when I saw the car turn in your driveway, I got really scared and just went inside and hid. And I was like, <laughs> all right. All right. So, you know, that's that's one kind of neighbor. I was like, you didn't like peek out the window and see? Nope, nope. I went and hid. And and then I called 911. There was a car in your driveway. I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, all right, good looking out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, so anyway, so... I, I did uh, talk to my other neighbor next door who was uh, a cop. And I was like, so uh, what, what do you think's going on there? And uh, he's like, yeah. Um, turns out there's a drug house up the street and the DEA has been driving back and forth over and over again. And uh, they've been turning around in your driveway because I told them it was cool. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Maybe that's a heads who up it would have been nice, but yeah. No, it's like, all right, that makes more sense. But I, I like I have the drug house up the street. Now, mind you, yeah, it's, nice. it's, probably, it's probably like two miles away. So that's like practically a mm-hmm. different neighborhood. You know, who knows? Um, right. But I just thought it was funny. Anyway, I was saying with neighbors like that, you know, who knows? That mm-hmm. that are, well, one, that say, say, hey, you know, go ahead and use his yard. He's cool. And then to right. the other neighbor who's like, I saw a danger and I ran. I was like, nope, <laughs> not me. 
I'm not yep. dying for this guy. So yeah, no, yeah, I, I, uh, right? yeah, I had a neighbor that asked me to uh, take care of his dogs when he was out of town for a couple of days. Um, so I was walking up to his house one day, and this guy comes running, running across the street, and you know, yelling. He's like, "Can I help you with something?" And I nice. said, uh, "Yeah, I'm just uh, taking care of the dogs." And he's like, "Oh, I didn't recognize you. Sorry about that." And I was like, no, that's cool. I'd like that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. You're the neighbor. If somebody comes up to my house, yeah, that's the kind of guy I want. You know, and, you know, he's a little bit of a a lunatic, but, you know, it's good to have lunatics around. And to be fair, you kind of look like you might be somebody robbing somebody's house. So, yeah, I do kind of look like a shady, shady asshole that would do something like that. Pretty much anybody with facial hair. I mean, what are they doing, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh huh. What are you uh, trying to hide? Well. Hide your face from? That's right. Who are you yeah. hiding from? Yeah. So, all right. So moving along. All right. So we're talking about you know homestead, doomsday, fortress type stuff. So hypothetically, now home invasion isn't very uh, a very common crime. You know, most most people that mm-hmm. want to break into houses want to do it when nobody's around. Um. But that might not be the case. You know, if if people are out looking for food, looking for, you know, whatever, uh, because they don't have their own supplies, they they weren't prepared, uh, they might be, you know, willing to do some risky shit. So the first thing you want to do is make it very difficult to come into your house from outside. Uh, First, you know, first thing on the list right there is just lock your doors and windows. You know, I, I know a lot of people during the summertime, especially like to have their windows open while they're sleeping. And and, uh, you know, that's 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 reasonable. That's reasonable to expect. But, you know, first, let's start with uh, let's start with doors. Now, I went in, uh, went on online and I was looking up different uh, hardware kits. It's really not very expensive to buy uh, reinforcing hardware kits with the existing door you already have. Um, OK. First thing I would recommend is is a deadbolt. Um, if you if you don't have a deadbolt, you just have a knob with a lock on it. Anybody with a pry bar can just pop that thing right open. It's not a you know it's not a difficult thing to do. Uh, one one point you know one, having having it secured on the hinges and just one point on the other side makes it real easy for a, for a crowbar to just pop that door right open. So. Uh, the first thing I would do is set up a deadbolt either at the top or the bottom of your door, in addition to what you have locked on your knob, on your door doorknob. You know, locking your doors for one is a big deal. You know, that's that's step one. But having a door that can't be just popped open real easily is is a big makes a big difference. You know, um, even just the deadbolt on its own is going to add you add a lot of security to your door. Um, now they, they sell all sorts of, uh, reinforced strike plates, reinforced, uh, hinges that you can get put on your door. You want a solid core door. That's, um, that's standard. Uh, a lot of people have, um, have security doors. You know, it's basically like a a screen door that's, that's metal with bars and and a wire mesh and having just an initial, uh, door like that. It's going to make a real racket somebody trying to get in. Now, believe it or not, most people, most break-ins happen at the front door. I would assume that it, 
they would all be in the back door, but that's not the case. Uh, there's about 30% of the people break in uh, through the back door, uh, about 50% break in through the front door, and the rest are e- usually uh, windows or going in through the garage. Uh, so you want to keep in mind that the, the garage door you have and the door from the garage to the house, if it's an attached garage, should it should be reinforced and and you know it's it's nice it's nice for a criminal if they can get in through your garage door and then they can be inside and spend all the time they want beating that that door into your house in um so you want to have that door also be reinforced and you can spend about 80 bucks and really set up a good you know a good reinforced door in your front front and back doors um right like Kevin another mentioned, thing, good strike plates, long screws. Um, when you mm-hmm. secure your strike plates, three, four inches, you know, something that really gets into the, the studs and whatever. Again, no door. I mean, we've all seen the videos. People try and can kick through a door pretty quick, but they usually make a lot of racket. Another thing to note is uh, 3M makes uh, a film if you have a lot of glass. Uh, mm-hmm. They make a film you can put on there to make it. I don't want to say it's not bulletproof, but it will make it crowbar proof and, right. you know, a smash and grab. Uh, usually the way to get through those, they end up having to like punch a little hole and then slowly work it back. But most of the videos I saw people trying to get through them, it took at least two minutes to get through glass, which is right. very different than non-protected glass. Um, right. They also sell right. that, that film in tinted or mirrored, but right. what are you going to say? Yeah, and that, that stuff, that film is not very expensive. Um, no. You're looking at about six, $6 a square foot. So uh, it might not be cost effective to do all your windows, you know, especially windows on a second story. No. But windows near your door, windows where somebody could reach through the window and unlock a door, uh, something like that, definitely worthwhile. Or if you have that glass slider that you're like, well, I may as well not reinforce my door because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't do anything. Well, maybe that's what you need to do right there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's uh, let's talk about um, uh, lights. You know, you should have good lighting around your house. Um, a lot of people use the motion activated lights. That's that's good. That's fine. Um I have a lot of wildlife in my, my yard, so I don't have the motion lights in the back of the house. You know, I it'd just be going off all, all night long. Um, but, but having lights, floodlights that you can turn on and light up all of your yard makes a huge difference in, in, you know, in what you're, what you're worried about outside and what, you know, what they can see inside. Um, yeah, it's really going to put somebody that's outside of the house at a disadvantage when you have the lights off in your house and the lights are on in the yard. Um, you're going to have an advantage. They're going to be basically blind and you're going to be able to see everything that's going on. Right. Um, I do know one of the big things when I moved uh, to the South here, people all seem to have like the kind of street lights in their yard, you know, the Mm -hmm. kind of floodlights throughout and I thought that was weird when I first moved here, but you know, I, I my property came with some of that and I kind of just went with it and embraced it. And I think it's actually a benefit. You know, so over by my barn there's a big, you know, light out front that's on all night long. And same thing, you know, I have a uh 
like a uh, shop that, you know, has a light outside there. And it just, you know, it's nice to be able to see different areas and whatever. I have security cameras that are, you know, supposedly the night vision cameras. Um, and it wasn't a big deal. You know, people act like, oh, security cameras, that's a lot of money. I paid 120 bucks for four cameras. And then it was an yeah. additional 20 bucks to have four more cameras. So mm -hmm. what, 140 bucks? I feel like you could save and get there. Um, right. Mine, because of the house that I live in, um, Wi-Fi doesn't really pass through it very well or that kind of thing. So I ended up doing hardwired where I actually had to run wires. Still the 140 bucks for, you know, eight cameras. But um, I, I know you can get the exact same set for Wi-Fi and uh, for the same price. And, you know, how easy is that? You just screw it in and, and you got cameras, you know. Now, my wife right. was a little worried. Oh, well, you know, bad people can look at our cameras and I live in a surveillance state. She's worse than I am going, you know, yeah. I don't need people looking at me. And I'm like, yeah, but but then now, like when that guy turned around in our driveway, we can go through and it'll flip right to any motion it saw and it recorded it. Um, right. The other day, FedEx said they delivered something. Oh, we put it on your front porch at 206. Easy enough to look at the camera. Two days ago, 206 in the afternoon. Nope. Somebody was out on my porch and nobody came around at 206. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's that easy to verify things. I had to say, it's not a big expense and you can really step up, you know, your kind of home security. And that right. kind of thing makes a big difference. Yeah. Now, another thing that uh, that that people go to is is first floor windows. Um, when somebody's trying to get into your house and doors are locked, nobody's home, and they really want to get in there, the first thing they're going to do is go around and check any of the windows they can they can access off the ground. Uh, a lot of people yeah. aren't bringing ladders around with them. Uh, you know, I would recommend not leaving a ladder out next to the side of your house. You know, that's a lot of people that's do a smart, smart step right there. Uh, but but generally speaking, they're going to be looking for the first floor. And one of the one of the ideas that I see a lot is um, is is, you know, people putting the, the bushes and pricker bushes and things like that right in front of their their lower windows. Uh, a lot of people don't like the look of those kinds of bushes, but you know, whatever, dude, get a, get a rose bush, make the wife happy and, and kill two birds with one stone there. Um, Act like you're doing it for her and really it's a home defense technique. I like it. There you go. There you go. Uh, and you know, that's one of the blind spots when you go to your windows to look outside, if somebody's around is, you know, is is right underneath the window if they're up against the wall right under your window you're not going to be able to see them but if you've got you know you've got some sort of deterrent there um it'll it'll kind of minimize that risk yeah that was actually one of the big things that pushed me to get the cameras was i don't i i have a solid door for the front door of my house and it's about uh maybe 12 foot span from window to window around my door you know, uh -huh. to, to where you could like look out and see somebody. And honestly, uh -huh. somebody could be standing there and I can't really see them. And so that was one of the big pushes to get the cameras um, was so that I can have a camera at the front door and I can just look and, oh, look, there it is. That's that's so-and-so. Um, the other thing 
like the cameras i was like well if somebody breaks into my shop and steals stuff at least i have a camera on it but i mean to be honest what am i gonna do yeah there's the guy carrying out all my shit um yeah i mean it's far away there mine aren't that quality camera that i can be like oh look here's the photo of the exact guy and i gotta mm-hmm. say like though i said there were those four criminals that uh you know flip the car they have photos of the guys Mm-hmm. Didn't do anything. Still they didn't, still find didn't him. catch him. I get, oh, well, we put warrants out for him. I'm like, well, yeah, but, you know, okay. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It, what? It, like I said, it just, it helps you understand. And you know, it's not, hey, that's not Jim from next door, you know, whatever. You, you know, it gives you a little something to go with. Right, right. Um, you recognize the beat up truck or whatever, you know, who knows? Yeah. Now another thing that uh that is a ter- deterrent is is aggressive dogs. Now I have two two fairly fairly big dogs and you know I I feed them gunpowder every day and and whip them with uh uh with a rubber hose every day to get them all riled up. Uh no, I don't actually do that. You know the thing is most people's dogs are are friendly. You know, they might bark at you if they don't recognize you. But if you come up to them with a piece of bacon, they're going to be your buddy. And um, I know one thing a lot of people watch for uh, that criminals talk about, you know, a little dog is nothing to them. That's not even a thing. But what they'll do is they'll look in through the window. And if the dog is barking at them and then runs down the hall and looks in a room and then comes back, that means somebody's in the house. That means that dog is checking in to make sure somebody knows. If that dog's just staying right, right there barking at you, that's the only the only thing that you've got to deal with. So if that dog isn't aggressive enough or mean enough, it's not much of a help aside of alerting to, alerting you to the fact that somebody's around. Um, but you know, I do have one of my dogs. Really, is kind of a nasty little little shit, and will will bite the yeah, shit out yeah. of people. So yeah, you know, nobody that, needs that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's funny. We have the I have the one dog that I've had for forever. He's pretty chill. And then the other one uh, that we just got, she she wakes up at the night probably three times a night. She's got me going out with a gun, and I'm like, "Come on, you're killing me!" You know, she's like angry mm-hmm. barking outside. How do you ignore yeah. it? You know, if you're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, shut up, go to sleep." And then you wake up and all your shit's gone in the morning, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, all right, I got to go out there and look. And the big yep. thing, we got like some seven foot black snake stuck in my uh, front yard. And apparently likes oh, I to saw climb some pictures the of that. Oh yeah. yeah that's that? terrifying yeah. to me. <laughs> that thing could just drop, drop out of the tree at you on you at any time. She's like, oh, I look up and he's like 10 feet up just sitting in the tree watching. And I'm like, yeah. It's <laughs> oh, your big boy. He gets, he yeah, gets I mean, like black a snakes, they're not every year. Yeah, no. they're not they're not really dangerous animals. They just, I mean, snakes is one of the things, one of my things that creep me out, you know? I have no po- problems <laughs> with rats and spiders and things like that, but snakes, uh, I ain't into it. Yeah, they're one of the things that creep everybody out, I think, is the... The problem. Yeah, you know they say um, that snakes snakes are one of the few things that your eyes recognize and and send a, a message immediately to your nervous system to get back before your brain even huh. processes it. Yeah, 
That's like so ingrained in humans. Snakes are so ingrained in humans that that it's one of the few things that immediately will make you jump back without even thinking well, about it. It goes back to Adam and Eve, right? She set us all up. Is that that's where it all fell apart? Yeah, that's remember God. God because of that, God cursed men and women, but it also cursed snakes. You know, that's yeah. one of those things. Always gonna be, uh, always gonna be animosity between people and snakes. Um, sounds right. Let's talk now, what about, about home defense. Well, let's first let's let's talk about somebody gets in your house, right? And we can talk about home defense weapons, but first let's talk about a that, safe. That was room. my go-to. I like All to right. go to weapons. So somebody's but anyway, somebody's on. in the house, right? You're in your bedroom, you wake up, dogs are going crazy barking, and then what? You got the missus there, you got your kids in the bedroom next door. Um you don't want to just start shooting through the walls. You're going to, you know, shoot your kid. You want something that's going to be difficult to get in to access your family. Um, I, my kid's room does have one of those hollow corridors on it. Not a whole lot of good. I do have to upgrade it. You know, I'm talking, talking shit. Meanwhile, my, my own, own situation isn't great. But you want to have a solid door that's not going to be able to, you know, a, a hollow core door. You can just push right through those, basically. You know, you can put your foot right through them. They're not a bit, not a big deterrent. Um, so it is one of those things that you want to have, uh, want to have some ex- additional, you know, security to a, a spot where you can get your family and get them in a safe location where they're not going to be hurt. Now that can be right down into the basement if it's easy access. Um, it can be in the room itself. Um, you know, whatever your plan is, you should have something, you know, something as a go-to, you know, get everybody in mom and dad's room, get everybody into a safe spot where, you know, where you're not going to have a whole lot of, uh, easy access to it. You know, the most valuable thing you can have in your house is going to be your family. You know, that's what you want to protect. Uh, fuck a big screen TV, that sort of stuff. That's all shit. You can replace that. Um, but the main thing is you want to have your family safe if somebody gets in the house. Um, so right. let's roll right into home defense weapons. Uh, I nice. I did a little bit of research on on um, non lethal defense weapons. Uh, garbage, total garbage. There's nothing that you can get. Uh, baseball bat. You know where? How are you going to get a good swing inside your house? You're going to get it caught on the wall. You're going to get it caught on a door frame. You can't, there's not a whole lot of places in your house where you can have a good swing with a baseball bat. Um, I saw pepper spray recommended. Go ahead, set off pepper spray in your house and see, see what happens. Everybody's going to be blind. You know, you're all going to be coughing up snot and, and water in your eyes and not be able to see anything. Uh, pepper spray is yeah. not a good, good thing to be using indoors, not in an enclosed environment like that. Um, uh, I saw batons and, and, you know, tasers and, and bullshit like that. But the fact of the matter is if you're in your pajamas or, you know, you're not wearing anything, a lot of, most of the time I don't wear anything when I'm sleeping. So if it gets, you know, if it's going on, it's going on, it's, you know, we're going at it and that's how it's going to be. So, you know, be aware of that, be aware of, of, of those kind of, uh, 
pitfalls of those, you know, non-lethal defense weapons, you know, it's whatever. It's fine. If you don't want to kill somebody that's in your house trying to rape you, uh, that's your own problem, dude. That's that's something you're going to have to deal with in your own head. But uh, me personally, I'm going to shoot first and ask questions later. You know, some somebody, some drunk neighbor went in the wrong house accidentally. Uh, that was the last accident he ever fucking makes because that's just how it's going to be. Um, you're going to want to have your, your home defense weapon near your bed or someplace that you can access it readily. I see a lot of people talk about AR-15s versus shotguns, and there's a lot of back and forth w- with that. Um, unless you have slugs in your shotgun, both the AR-15 and the shotgun are going to have, they're not going to be very lethal after they penetrate through a wall or something like that. And that's good. You don't want to necessarily accidentally shoot your kid when you're shooting at somebody that's in your house and it goes through a wall and hits somebody in the head. Um, so both of those weapons, I think, are are reasonable. Um, right. So shotguns have, have some drawbacks, and, and AR-15s also do. Uh, the biggest drawback um, with a shotgun is— If you're is- going with the AR-15, I would say SBR, short barrel rifle. Um, right. Get something a little more maneuverable inside the house. Um, right. You know, in, in some states, and if you got the money, suppressed weapons are nice. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I know to a New Yorker, it sounds like a big deal. Oh, you know, that's whatever. But I mean, realistically, you could build yourself and buy the tax stamps some kind of suppressed AR for under twelve hundred bucks. Twelve hundred bucks is a lot of money. I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying, you know. People spend that money. You know, a good 30 30 hunting rifle is a thousand bucks. So, right. You know, you're not right. that far away, you know? But, mm-hmm. and let's, let's be clear. Uh, 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 secondhand, uh, good quality, uh, combat shotgun, you can get that for about two or 300 bucks. Um, yes. so you're saving a little bit of money there. Uh, right. You let your budget shotguns, dictate, you know, what's right. Right. Shotguns are longer, generally speaking, unless you have, you know, one of those, uh, you know, shorter, shorter barrel guns or the, you know, stock free, the, the, I guess those are combat shotguns, but, um, the other, the other drawback with a shotgun is that you have a limited r- amount of rounds and a lot of people say, well, how many times do you need to shoot somebody? But, if you follow up on any gunfights, the amount of rounds that people fire off, they think, oh, maybe I shot three or four times and it was really, you know, eight or 10 or 15 or 20. And yeah, shotgun, you really have limited ammo. You know, with most shotguns, you're looking at, you know, eight or nine rounds in that shotgun and then that's it. Um, shotguns are great because you don't have to be uh, great at aiming. If you've got it loaded with buckshot, you know, general area, if you fire in the general area, you you got a good chance of shooting what you're hit, uh, hitting what you're shooting at. Um, but you know, there's also handguns. Handguns are uh, are a lot more maneuverable, a lot more easy to keep next to you. You know, you can lean a shotgun or an AR next to the bed, but you know, having a handgun right there is is great. The drawback with a handgun, though, is the accuracy. Unless you are shooting that gun you know, every week, you might not be hitting anything that you're shooting at. If you're not familiar with that gun, you know, like a second appendage, then you're going to have, you know, you're going to have a serious risk of not hitting what you're, what you're trying to hit. 
So when it comes to when it comes to down to it, I would definitely recommend any sort of firearm over any sort of non-lethal weapon. You know, makes a would make a big difference to me in my in my opinion. I've never had somebody break into my house and and have to shoot at them, but you know, I I just don't think that a, a baseball bat is realistic. All right, exactly. Um I I do think when it comes to home weapons, improvised stuff, non-lethal, well, forget non-lethal, all right? That's the bottom line. We'll say non-licensed required in certain states and legal in certain states. Um, You know, like, shit, New Jersey, New York, a lot of that pepper spray and stuff is illegal, different things. Right. Now, in New York, I mean, if you want to pin me down, I think in the city you can have pepper spray. Outside, you need to go in and fill out just like the uh, the background check you need for a gun. You need to do the mm-hmm. same paperwork for a uh, pepper spray in New York. Whereas, yeah. you know, okay, okay, in it's, the South yep. here, I can go to Lowe's and in the checkout line pick up uh, pepper spray on my you know way out. So it, it mm-hmm. is a little bit different. Um it depends where you are. Anyway, what I was going to say is the brutality that you're willing to expend is what's going to make the difference. You know, the pen can be a deadly weapon if you're willing to freaking stab the guy in the temple with freaking rage and, you know, whatever, or, you know, stab somebody's brain through their eyeball socket. You know, that's right. maybe, it, like I said, you need to be lethal or you're not going to be effective getting in a scrap with somebody who's bigger than you or whatever. Um, unless you're trained and really know how to fight, then, you know, you always run the risk. And I feel like, you know, they say when you play, play to win. Well, that's, Mm -hmm. that's pretty much what it comes down to. You need to fight to win and you need to, you know, commit to it. Uh, really think of brutal options. You know, I, I watch these, I, I got to say, you watch like horror movies and different things and you're like, oh, that's fucked up and sick, you know, and whatever. But you're like, oh, you know, that could work. Like, I see what they mm-hmm. did there. You know, that's you really that you re, people don't realize they have a lot of options open to them. You know, it's kind of like, the well, I don't kick people in the nuts or I don't, you know, stick my finger in somebody's eyeball socket. Well, yeah, you don't, but maybe you should if that's what it comes down to. You know, you need to consider what your options are on the table, you know, and because that might be. Yeah, when it comes to fighting, there's no such thing as fair. Yeah. You don't want to be in a fair fight. You know, somebody's not playing fair if they broke into your house. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That that's already out the window. This isn't an argument about uh you know, road rage traffic shit or, you know, somebody cutting in, in line in front of you at the at the gas station. It's it's a whole different playground here when somebody's trying to get into your house. You know, especially if you have a family uh you're trying to protect. Yeah. Um Exactly. Yeah, so so you do want to be conscientious of what's legal in your state, you know, what you can legally do. Uh, I know in New York State, if somebody breaks into my house, I can't legally uh, shoot them unless I run and hide in my room and they c- try and come right. in there. I believe you have uh, to, like, know, have proof that you wet your pants right before. Yeah, yeah. Before or the guy said, I'm going taken. to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that yeah. shit. 
You know, I'll let, I'll let the fucking court figure that out when I'm still alive. And, and, you know, we can, we can figure that out later on, but, uh, I know it's, you know, in that situation, they, I'm not worrying about yeah. it. Right. I know, uh, back when they bombed the coal, the USS coal, um, the, the military was at a more lax state of preparedness, I would say. And, uh, they used to tell us, you know, our rules of engagement were like, oh, if somebody comes up the, the bridge of the, the brow of the ship and they're coming aboard and they're waving a knife and are like, I'm going to kill you. Then we could shoot them. And then you shoot them once. And they're like, wait, wait, stop. I'm not going to kill you. You're not allowed to fire another shot. And then they can shoot you again. And then you can, you know, react then again. You, and yeah. it's, okay. It's kind of like you have to keep reassessing for every moment. Mm-hmm. So I know if you live in some of these commie states, that's kind of the deal. Just when you say every, you know, when you're telling your, well, one, dead people don't have a version of the story usually. Right. And two, your version should include, he said, I'm going to kill you and then kill your family over and over again. And then when Mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, but your family's on vacation in wherever and you were home alone, just say, yeah, yeah, he didn't know that. Mm. So, you know. Whatever. You know, put a screwdriver in his hand. Put something in his hand after he's dead. You know, you can't do that, that if the guy's still alive. Yeah. But, I mean, the <sighs> fact of the matter is, when it comes down to you or them, and they're in your house, yeah, it's that's that's it. That's it. That's the game right there, man. Kill or be yeah. killed. Whether they're planning on killing you or not. You don't know what, what's in their heart. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Colonel uh, Rex, uh, kill or be killed. So, or kill or get killed. One of those. I don't know. One of those. Jeff things. Cooper. Is that what it is? I don't know. One of those yeah. guys. My favorite go-to for uh, you know evening reading is kill or get killed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we live in an ugly right, world, so- Kevin. Can't we just think about happy gardens? Um, yeah. Other things. Yeah. I- I got my garden all set up, man. I'm very excited about this uh, this spring. Yeah. No, that's it. We got things all tilled up and whatever. I've been, my, my big project now is I'm running a, uh, uh, the wife wants like a big hose spigot in the garden. And of course it's, you know, 300 feet from the nearest water supply because logically. So uh, we, uh I dug the big trench. I got the, the tractor has the, the subsoiler and, and digs a big hole. And I, mm-hmm. I dug out the trench. And of course, immediately the chickens all come running over and start, you know, filling in the hole as quick as they Take can. Back in. I, I, yeah. They're implying that they're, you know, trying to get worms and shit, but I think they're just kicking the dirt back in the hole. And, uh, yeah. and then it, it like just pours rain and all the dirt falls back in and packs back in. And I'm like, all right, because everything seems to be, I have four hours for a project and not, you know, not the 10 or whatever that the whole job's going to take to do it right the first time, you know? So, Mm. yeah. Ongoing battle is the answer. Yeah, I know how that feels. So, yeah. also, uh, V8 sent us an email, uh, wanted to wish us a happy Memorial Day. 
Um, actually Good. just sent that out about 10 minutes ago, which when you're, you know, if he downloads the podcast tonight or tomorrow night, he'll be right on point. And uh, so I appreciate it. And I would say happy, uh, you know, Memorial Day is one of those where, you know, you're remembering those that were lost. It's not quite the same as Veterans Day, but, uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, a lot of people made a lot of sacrifices to make America great. Um, and a lot of other countries, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was a big united front against, uh, you know, Hitler and world war two. Um, we, we've had, you know, some big excursions, you know, we can talk about the French and, you know, they maybe whatever, but, um, you know, to each their own, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jackass, huh? Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Bottom line, a lot of people have sacrificed a lot for freedom. And, you know, that's a big thing. Um, you know, remembering those that that actually made a commitment and just realizing that it doesn't come easy is kind of, you know, something you should kind of reflect on a little bit every now and again. You know, you always hear, well, it's not just about picnics and barbecue. And, you know, it's nice to embrace the good. I got to say, as a veteran... I appreciate people who appreciate America. You know, I mean, that's almost a re- enough reward in itself that people are out kicking ass and, and loving life and, and doing their thing because that's what you're protecting, you know? I mean, right. going out and having barbecues and, and doing that whole thing, you know, the whole Zach Brown, you know, chicken fried thing, that's that that's kind of the point, you know? It's go out and freaking love America, man. Enjoy freedom, do your thing. And that's Mm -hmm. great. But there are guys that, you know, that gave up shit to do it and nothing wrong with throwing them a little honor. You know, you got guys like Chris Kyle and, and, you know, all the other, you know, millions of people in world war two, the unknown soldiers that nobody hears or cares about, you know, that we've forgotten. And, uh, you know, Hey, just, you know, think of those that have given up for you is all I would say. Cause you know, that just give them, throw them a beer, you know, pour, pour a shot in the ground for these guys over the weekend and then go out and have a good time, you know, enjoy right. your family, enjoy America, enjoy life. Um, I would say if you're feeling lonely, I did get a report this week that uh, New York, they're looking out for the elderly. Um, some of these old veterans, they're in the, the, you know, old folks home and whatever. Now, this isn't just for veterans. This is for old people in general. But mm-hmm. since nobody likes them or talks to them anymore, New York Office for the Aging is giving out robots to keep old people company. Oh, Jesus. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh man, they're coming, man! They're coming for you. Nice old people anymore? Yeah. So New York, uh, uh, a couple of months ago, they had a a robotic dog that was going up and down the streets in New York City, and uh, was observing and um, you know watching for out for crime to alert police officers. How long is it going to be before that dog has a gun on it? You know. And how long is it going to be before that dog is in my house trying to keep me company? Right, here, we got you a free dog to keep you company. 
And um, he's yeah. taking notes just in case you want to harm yourself or others. Just looking out. Yeah. Do you know? You know what? You know that robots are fueled by old people's medicine. This is not going to end well. <laughs> no, it can't be good. So, with that, I would say you guys have questions, concerns, comments, things you want to tell us. You can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Um, you probably don't know, but we have some badass t-shirts you can get at preppingbadass.com. And that's pretty much it. We got a pretty cool Facebook group. Uh, you know, I know a lot of you guys like to stay away from that social media. One, it's a big time sucker. And two, who the hell wants to put all your information out there? But, you know, I mean, your information's either your robot friend is going to get it or, you know, you can just fill it out on Facebook. It could go either way, whatever you want to do. But I would say with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.